Hi, this is Dan Penna, head football coach in upstate New York, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio with host Eric Fiorillo, where we connect your brain to your brawn. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 22nd of June, 2019, and um, we're going to stand up like we always do and take a deep breath through our nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. We've been going over this stuff. Charlie and I went nuts on it last night. Paul Firepower Gray, I just put our show up, which was outstanding, man. And I mean outstanding. Paul went and did it on the other end, and it was outstanding. I'm telling you right now, I put a, I just put a thing up about some of the people. Now, the show I did with Paul, I just put up, was called Environment Anybody. A lot of that was based off things that I've listened to, seen. But the biggest thing was when Stevie Shanks was on here twice last week, talking about, obviously, Jack Shanks. Anybody that doesn't know him should go out and look him up. He's that great. Uh, Not only has he lifted the dinnies like his dad, and he's the organizer of the gathering, but he deadlifted two cars like his father did, I believe it was 46 years ago. In fact, using the handles that his dad used. And when I, when we started talking about that, and we were talking about environment, anybody, just think about if everybody had that opportunity. But here's what I said also in the notes. Just because you don't have the opportunity doesn't mean you can't do it. And many people have pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Now, I know a lot in today's world, mediocrity is definitely um, appreciated by a lot of people. Here... It's not, and don't bring it, because I'm telling you right now, you will get a proverbial split right between the lips. We don't do those things here. So I would tell you to go out and look at it. But on that note, too, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Um, Winners and Champions, that is our premier product. Go out. You can download it. Uh, there's 14 modules, everything from high shrugs, uh, power rack work, sandbags, stones, you name it. It's all the way down there. Um, everything is spoken by me. Um, obviously, we've been doing monster stuff here with John McKean in the rack, the middies. More and more research. John just wrote an outstanding article out on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. You know, it's all reference to, obviously, Dr. Ziegler, Bill March, but just the different things, you know, like tomorrow I'll be doing, I haven't done them in a long time. I'll be pulling from the rods, from the navel, right to the rib cage, and then doing a monster, monster pull against them on the third round. Um, Changed up a lot of stuff with the squatting that a lot of the old guys used to do, whether they're singles, triples, and holds, or pushes, I should say. Just such interesting stuff. 
I got a note from Douglas Graham. He's like, I got to buy a power rack, man. I said, you should. Everyone should have one and learn how to use it. That's the thing. Okay, so obviously that. Then go out to our um, FiorellaBarbellCo.com. There's a page there called Prosperity Consciousness. investment in M&M and FBC. All the money goes into my checking account with everything we're doing to build this empire. And that's the thing. Keep building it. Keep getting better. So, as they say, it's great to give, 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 but the rules are you need to give back. Anything you would like to put into these companies would be very appreciated because the faster I can get this rolling, the faster we're going to go national. But as I always say, I'll do it either way because my dedication is to not only the family here, but it, I, and, and by the way, I'm going to bring him in shortly. We've got the great Ryan Stewart on here today with us. As I was telling Ryan, we were going back and forth before we came on. We got a world of people out there just dying for this stuff. Just, it's not out there. Maybe they hear it, see dribs and drabs of it, but it's not what we talk about. It's not what we do. And the thing that is so great about Eminem, everybody that's on here does it. And most of them are entrepreneurs besides. So think about that, folks. Also, too, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows Ryan and I have done. Just outstanding material. Outstanding material. Also, too, go out to our uh, MailChimp. Well, it's out on fear or on MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. We're getting lots of that now, too. Um, it goes out to my MailChimp account. And anytime we put out content and we put content out, you will get it in your inbox. Also, another big investment on MotivationMuscle.com. Come on in here and advertise with us. I will work with you diligently for the next 30 years. And I want relationships with everybody like that. I will help you make money. You will help me make money. Doing a lot of things with that, with corporations. We're doing everything possible to explode this place and i think we're very very close right now with just i see the way the shows are tracking the way the etched in stone page is just growing 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 it's just absolutely incredible the metamorphosis that's going on here but you know something we're going to be up five years the end of september anybody tells you unless they got a lot of money and there's no guarantee usually the rule of thumb is five to six years before you even start seeing a little coin coming in your pocket So, as I told Ryan, though, in the meantime, I've come up with all kinds of wild stuff for training. Everything is pointed towards stones and power rack. And let me tell you, the way I set things up in the power rack is very much the same way you're going to lift the stone because a lot of the stuff I'm doing is right out in front of me at a very low end with a big high push or a pull against it. Let me tell you, it does make a difference when you're lifting that stuff. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel. Um, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, well, before I uh, give you Ryan's bio, I want to talk about Don G. Fardino, who's in here doing some advertising with us now. Um, 8xclub.com. If you go out there and you call Donnie or you order a club, you'll get $45 off when you mention MM19. If you don't put that code in, you're going to pay full shot. 
And there's also another thing we're going on. I haven't talked to Donnie, but if it's already been done and you order it, we're going to make sure you get 50 off. The first three people that come in, you'll, the first two will get it for $45 off. If you are the third person to buy an 8X Club kit, you'll get a full 50% off. And I'm going to talk to Don tomorrow because he might be on on Monday or Tuesday. We will find out. If they've already done that, we I'll eat the 50 and we'll do a fourth one. So go out to 8xclub.com, change your life. And remember, that's something that you can bring your whole family into. That's just the way it is. Now, on that note, we're going to give you a little information on Ryan. Number one, he's a co-owner of Black Flag Strength and Fitness. He's a powerlifter, strongman, Highland Games competitor. And obviously, if you've been paying attention to this gentleman who's been on here in the last year alone, Look at the stone tours he's done. They're absolutely incredible. And we're going to hear about Sweden and Scandinavia today, which I'm telling you right now, this is what it's all about. And there's so much more to it. So, Ryan, it's always an honor, brother. I couldn't be happier to have you on today. It's going to be a great, great show, and it's a great day. Oh, thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me back on. Always uh, always a joy to come on here and uh, especially talk stones. It's great. Um, give out your website address and anything else, and we'll get started. Uh, right? Yeah, for you, you can find us through Black Flag Strength and Fitness. Uh, just you can just throw it in Google, make it real easy. Yep. Uh, but we're also on social media, uh, both Instagram, Facebook, as well as myself, my Instagram and Facebook page. Awesome, and that's all under Ryan Stewart. For you personally, yeah, if you, okay. Yeah, if you just pu- punch it in under the search engine, it'll yep. it'll bring up the big ugly guy lifting a big ugly stone. So. <laughs> that's all right, man. When you're ugly, you scare shit. So you're scaring that's those right. stones. That's right. Um, <laughs> let let let's kind of do a little recap. You know, you're on here, I believe, maybe a month before you were going over there, and we talked yeah. about a lot of things you've been doing and such as that. And you're just getting, you know, you're getting ready to go over for your pilgrimage with Nick Whalen. What, I mean, at that point after the show, obviously, what what was the main focus, like, the next four weeks? What, I mean, what, did you cut off at a certain point for the Stones? Just kind of speed us up to it, and then we'll go right over there. Yeah, you know, training for Stone Tours, especially being, like, Sweden, where it's going to be a massive amount of stones, uh, just incredible amount of volume. Um, I spent about seven, eight months uh, building my volume, not only with stones, just in general, uh, general physical preparedness, just trying to raise that level so that you can lift stones day in, day out, three, four, five, six stones. Yeah. And uh, with the stones that we had facing us in Sweden, for the most part, uh, most of them were 300 pounds plus with <laughs> some being over 400. Yep. And, uh, yeah, when, when you have that stuff staring you in the face, it makes it real easy to, to be motivated for that seven to eight months going in. But I basically built the, built the volume as I was uh, leading into about a month out, and then that last month, you try to drop it down just a little bit, and you're trying to find that happy medium of being as strong as you can, but still being able to hold the amount of volume that will allow you to lift all those stones. Yeah, because you know we know it's going to happen if you try to go balls through the wall to the end and then travel. Yeah. There could be a chance you might hit a brick wall. I mean, um, yeah, 
I, I mean, what you do is incredible conditioning-wise to deal with this stuff. But we all know the body does get tired. And you want to be does, as yeah. fresh as you can be when you step on that soil and as aggressive as you can be. Um, and this is sometimes lost in the message here. Um, we talked, Ryan and I, before we came on, we were talking about just different things like that. And and we're going to hit upon this, you know, um, the, the, whole, the whole thing with, you know, the physical end, the physical end. Well... Ryan will attest, and I'm going to go right to him for this, is this. If you mentally don't have it, you know, how many people have we seen that were physical specimens that seemed to be able to pick up anything? Then suddenly, they mentally snapped. They won't tell you that, but the volume of things they've been doing for so long, never knowing enough to draw back. That's one of the things I was telling Ryan about all this power rack work I'm doing. I read an article John McKean sent me, and thank God he was alive during that golden era of York. And Bill March would say, and most people would probably wouldn't even believe it, because I put a picture up the other night of him doing a strict 390-pound press overhead. I'd love to see how many guys today could do that, literally, all right? But this is my point of the matter. March said he would go balls to the wall in one or two workouts together, and the next two to three, he might only go 50%. And everybody's like, well, what's that doing? Well, that's recovering your body, Einstein. And that's what you need to do. You need to mentally recover, too. Because, you know, when you're putting that kind of pressure on you all the time, everybody handles pressure differently. But nobody is going to be able to keep hitting that day in and day out. Because you know what's going to happen. You're going to get an injury. That's what's going to end up happening, and then you're going to get laid up or you get surgery. We don't want any of that here. So, Ryan, obviously you handled the volume. You planned accordingly, and and then we'll get right into when you went over there. But what do you feel from a mental end? Did you feel that you got better from the last stone tour in Iceland? Did you learn more about yourself mentally? How did you capitalize mentally, in your opinion, or if not, when you went to Sweden and Scandinavia, were you a different animal mentally than you were in Iceland last year? Definitely. Um, I am a much better stone lifter now than I have been ever, and Iceland is a big part of that. I mean, the amount of stones in Iceland, the weight of the stones in Iceland, and being able to to survive the onslaught of that i mean we did 17 stones and not just stones i mean some of the most brutal stones on planet earth yep and you know being able to withstand that and come out unscathed coming home healthy both me and nick yeah you know it does help your confidence and it basically sets you up for success knowing that no matter what you come across, what country you're in, I mean, you're ready. If you can handle what Iceland has to dish out from all the different styles of lifts, the weight of the lifts, the amount, I mean, you're ready. You're you're ready for pretty much anything. And yeah, it, it definitely set both me and Nick up for success for Sweden, that's for sure. Well, you know, I'm wondering too, it's like we always say uh, the DNA is laid in the stones, man. We know other people yeah. have lifted before you and I overnight in uh, Husafell, but who the hell knows who was touching those monsters you and Nick were attacking? 
And yeah, you yeah. know, I don't care. People are like, what do you mean? I was like, you're, you're laying your DNA on something. When you put your sweat on something, you got it in there. All right. I think it's just fascinating to me to think like that, but let's roll right in now to Sweden and Scandinavia. Um, Obviously, everybody knows who listens to Eminem. That was the plan. Obviously, you got on the plane, executed it. So tell us you landed. Let's go right from there, brother. Yeah, so uh, number one, we were looking to hit uh, the mules old lifting stone from the Faroe Islands. It's it's in Denmark. It sits in a old open-air museum outside of Copenhagen. And um, we ne- never had an accurate weight, and being that there's only been what two people in the modern era to even put their hands on the thing. Wow! And uh, you know, I talked to uh, Luke Reynolds, yep. a strong man, really big strong man from Australia, and he had lifted it a few years back, and he says, "Man, he goes that that thing felt like it was 440 pounds." <laughs> And so we knew we were going to have to hit it first, being that it was really heavy, even though it's a different style lift, a, a have lift or hog, or the plural version of it from the Faroe Islands. And it's only a half lift. You're just breaking it from two small stones up underneath of it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you raise it, break it from those stones, hold it and put it back down, that is a good lift in their style of lifting. Awesome. And the reason being is because those stones from the Faroe Islands are ridiculous heavy. I mean, they're four, five, six hundred pounds, and they're not a traditional lift in the manner that you see in Scotland and right. Iceland. Right. And uh, but so we went over there, and uh, you know, we went to the stone, not knowing what it was going to weigh. Uh, both myself, Nick, and my buddy Mark, who went with us. We all three were able to lift it, and we took a digital scale to make sure that we were, you know, getting the research in also and making sure we knew the weight that we could have for ourselves, but as as well as other people who would be going there in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we weighed it in. It did weigh 398 pounds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were very successful on it. We were all pretty amped up and tuned in, ready to roll, and. We hit that in the morning, and then we shot across the long bridge over to Sweden from Denmark. Okay. And uh, started going up into Sweden from there, and we ended up hitting it just in that first day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mules Old, Karastinen, uh, the Apple Downs, which amounted to one, two, three, four stones the first day with all of them being over 280 pounds. That's awesome, man. That is, I mean, think about just that. Most That would be enough for most people if they could even lift that one day and we're done, we're on the plane and going home. You know, yeah. I mean, that's some serious stuff. I want to ask you, too, the textures of these stones, were you dealing with just jagged stuff, smooth stuff? What was what was what was it like? The material, at least the you know the the stone, obviously the formation from eternity, for yeah. all we know. What was it like with with, with the uh, style of stone you were lifting? Uh, Mule's old stone is kind of got a very different shape to it. It's pretty hard to explain. It's got really good handles on okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, some nice sharp edges, which allows you to really dig your fingers in and yep. not have to worry about grip so much. You're just worrying about the weight itself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the second stone that day, Karastinen, which is in the middle of the forest in this uh, nature preserve in southern Sweden, um, is a very smooth stone. It has a lot of uh, moss and algae on yep. it. And uh, what was crazy about that one is it was a pretty significant hike to get back there to it. I'm not sure exactly how far it was, but it had to be about a mile and a half, maybe wow. two miles in. Wow. And then it's down this trail, but it's funny. I walk up to it and and you're, you're super excited and you look at the thing and I'm like, it was one of the only ones that we didn't have a weight on. Yeah, yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, man, it looks like it's only about 200 pounds. That'll be easy. Well, little did I know it's made of basalt and, yep. you know, it's dense. It looks 200, but it was actually 300. God, <laughs> dog, man. That'll wake you up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I started rolling that thing around and I went, well. <laughs> Looks like we got our work cut out for us today. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we were all able to lift lift that stone. But, yeah, it's it's difficult going in cold with a stone that's that smooth and that dense. But we were all able to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so you did – the first day was comprised of four stones total, correct? Yeah, so after Karen and uh, we rolled a little – further north to the Apple Downs, and uh, they're very good over in Scandinavia about having these open-air museums in areas that were, were old. Um, I guess it takes you back to the old days of the way everything was in Scandinavia, even in some of the places as far back as to like the, the Viking days, but most of the Swedish stones were actually testing stones for farms oh okay and so yeah you were not able to be a farmer or a hand in sweden unless you could lift these stones and that's the reason why they're all very very round is because it tests grip strength as well as back strength but um the way that they have it's very very much the way that they have it in iceland where you have the half sturker full sturker yep. even an all yep. sturker so there's levels and in Sweden, it goes um, to half drang, um, hell drang, yep. and then full god drang is wow. the highest level. And full full god drang means the strongest of the complete farm hands. Nice. Uh, it is a farm hand of extreme strength. Yep. Yep. So, um, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go no, ahead. no worries. Uh, so the Apple Downs, it's funny because we had weights on them, and the second we, we lifted them, we're like, okay, those are wrong. Um, you could tell right off the bat. So the first one is 280 pounds, is just the smoothest, roundest two stones you can ever touch. Yep. Well, the second one, we went to lift that during a snowstorm that swept in <laughs> out of nowhere. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, that one, they had it listed as 300 pounds and ended up being, when we weighed it in on the digital scale, it was 322. Wow. And it was a very, very difficult stone. Uh, Nick said, yeah, he goes, you want to know what Dritvik's like? He goes, uh, you lift that stone and then add another uh, 25, 30 pounds to it. Wow. Yeah, it's a big stone. So, yep. 
Yeah, big, heavy stone, very smooth, just no handle at all, and, you know, snowstorm doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah, but you know something? I, I, I'm kind of grinning here because, you know, you talk about being in a setting in a movie. You know, I mean, who wouldn't want to go see three guys that are just, like, jacked to hell, and it's snowing <laughs> like crazy, and they're trying to figure their footing in their hands, and they're slipping or whatever, and they're successful. I mean, yeah, you can't make that stuff up, man. No, no, and, and I think most people kind of try to stray away. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Away from the weather, you know, it, it gets ugly, and they're like, "Nah, we'll try this tomorrow." Well, <laughs> yep, yep. I'm gonna go get warm. I'd be like, "Hell with that!" I'm gonna go out here and freeze to the stone. Shit. But man. me, Nick, and Mark, yeah, we actually look at it the other way. Yeah, we want the worst case scenario. We want to make it as hard as humanly possible. Yep. It just adds another aspect to it that just makes it even more fun. Absolutely. All right. So after that, where'd you hit next? So uh, we stayed the night at a town that's very close to uh, Kungslena, which is really especially for me, the gem of all of Sweden. It is the stone that kind of started it all as far as, as all the research and stuff. And this thing, the history of the stone, the history of the area, the history of the church that it sits outside is just incredible. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it consists of actually two stones. One is a smaller one that is 220 and is kind of a block. And uh, we pressed that one, and then the the big one is 367 pounds, and it's wow. made of some really weird material that is – it's got to have some sort of metal in it. I mean, you, yeah. you drop the gravel in there, and it tings like it's, like it's hitting a coal. <laughs> and uh, it has a very weird traditional lift. They actually have these stumps, and you actually have to lift the stone to the stump – Mm-hmm. to do the traditional lift. So mm-hmm. we decided to kind of go through and press the block, uh, chest the big stone, and then also place it to the stump so that we completed basically everything we could do with the stone. Yep. yep. But uh, that area, like I said, the history is pretty incredible. It's actually the site of where a Swedish army just absolutely demolished a Danish army uh, like a thousand years ago. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just massive battlefield just off the slope. The churches from like the churches, like from the 1300s, we went inside the church and everything, but it is, it is a, is legendary of a location as you could possibly ask for. Hey Ryan, you know something too, it's not only the mystique, but you know, a lot of tradition has been lost, especially in the United States. Um, I love all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. This is why I think it's so important what we're doing here, not only the education aspect, but to motivate people to think outside of everything. You know, yeah. you know, have, park your phone for a month or two. Go meet with Ryan or come here or any of the people that are on this show. Go out and just see if you even like this stuff. I guarantee you, I know it's all in our DNA. It's just, is that switch going to flip on finally and do it? This is why I love the idea of not only, you know, I mean, look at the research you've done. This is not for everybody. We know that. I mean, you got to be a dedicated person. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But let me tell you something. 
you can still go out and do things, man. And and this is where I think the message with a lot of it in the past with people has gotten lost. Where, you know, everybody thinks, okay, if I can't lift a 400-pound Husafel stone, what's the point? If I can't press a 230-pound sandbag over my head, what's the point? If I can't squat 500, what's the point? Et cetera, et cetera. The message is lost there because unless you're some type of, I don't know what, Superman, Superwoman, some type of terrestrial whatever, how many people are walking in and lifting stuff? It's not happening, man. You got to pay your dues. You know, go ahead and take it, brother. Go ahead. Cheers. No, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's, you know, is a, very unique stone from all aspects, but yep. it was one of the ones that was not a, a farming stone or farmer stone. Um, even though the legend goes that if you could lift the heavy 367 pound Kung Slana stone four times, yep. uh, the history says that you actually have essentially dibs on marrying the farmer's daughter there That's in the awesome. town. <laughs> That's awesome, man. God, boy, so, <laughs> if you ever said that now, they'd probably put you behind bars over here. You know what I mean? Look, I, 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 I love it. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, look, there's nothing like having things steeped in tradition, man. And that stone... Look, I've read so many things by Roger Davis, too. You know, I went with him to Iceland the first time. And Roger, in my opinion, pound for pound, is one of the strongest individuals I've ever seen. And, you know, you read his old articles in um, uh, Milo, and it's the same way. You know, the the stones are by the church, or they used to lift them, you know, and, and they'd be these small little towns. And you had camaraderie, and you had, you know, you had people that were interested. You know, you had a community, and, and I think a lot, we've lost a lot of that now. And it's really great when you go there and you're telling us not only the stories of the stones, but, I mean, just think, you lift the biggest stone, you get the farmer's daughter. That's okay, man. So go ahead. Take it away. Yeah, you know, my son, you know, when he turns 18, I'm calling in a favor over there and say, hey, I lifted this stone. Ah. My son gets first on the farmer's daughter. (laughs) Absolutely. So (laughs) I think that's great. We'll marry marry him off to some cute cute Swedish girl. That's okay. uh, No. (laughs) <laughs> good looking women let me on, tell you go ahead yeah. <laughs> but after that uh you know we were all we were pretty buzzing at that point that was that was really one of the highlights of the trip for all of us and yep. then uh from there we uh, headed east uh towards stockholm and uh, over there is a city called orebro and we really didn't know the history on these stones. We had a picture. We kind of had a, a location. And it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven stones there in the Orebro pits. Okay. So they're actually lift, lifting pits. It's a sand pit wow. with like a metal rim, and they're cut into the ground. And they haven't been there a, a tremendous amount of time, don't have a huge history behind them, but it's their almost paying homage to their history of stone lifting and they're there for everybody to lift in the city. And, uh, I don't know that they get touched very often cause they were actually pretty heavy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Orebro, Orebro pits or lifting pits there are, are just awesome. And they start with just a very little stone that may weigh only 150 pounds. Yep. And then, uh, the rest of them, 
are all between, well, we weighed in the last two, the heaviest two, and it was 355 and wow. 388 pounds. Wow. Um, are these stones here, do you have, you can lift them to anything or do they have to be shouldered? What, is there a rule where they're, you know, if you want to use the word legal lift, I mean, or can they just be broken off the ground is considered a lift? No, they have to be chested. Oh, wow. um, okay. Ideally, uh, they want you to chest them. If you're able to, again, kind of like Iceland to where there are the different levels uh, as far as the weight of the stone uh, to the, you know, for, to be full sterker and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they wanted, I believe it's three, 350 pounds, I believe was anything, anybody who can chest a stone that is 350 pounds plus over there is the full God Drang. And, uh, so yeah, the, the idea is to try to chest at oh, least wow. chest yep. everything. Um, at that point, I mean, you've been lifting a lot of big stones. How did you feel conditioned-wise at that point? Um, I was good until after I had lifted the 388-pound yep. f- to finish off that yep. day. I was wrecked. We went and got some uh, some beers and some pizza <laughs> there in town, and I felt like an absolute zombie. I mean, I was yeah. uh, I was just wrecked, and... I mean, at that point, we had done Old Mules, which was 398, Kara's, which Damn. is 100, Apple Dallin, which was 322 and 280. Then we did Kungslana, which was 367 and 220, and then all those seven. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's where I started kind of feeling like, oh, man, this oh, is going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. But yeah. we kind of tried to save what we what we thought were lighter stones or what we knew were lighter stones for last. Yeah, that's smart. And yeah. But the problem is, is the next day, even though we only had two stones to lift the next day, we didn't know that we were going to run into a 385-pounder at the Nora V stones. So, <laughs> Good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the Nora Vs were the next day. And, uh, you know, we're feeling good, especially knowing that we only had to lift two stones. And those ones you do have to lift to a plinth. And it is in the middle of the, this forest that I bet we only saw three cars drive by. <laughs> Yeah. It is just way out there, and there's yep. nobody going that direction. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're right off the side of the road, and the first one is 280 pounds to the plinth. And then we had no idea on the second one. We just figured we'd lift it first. And when we weighed it in, after we lifted it, it was 385. And Jesus, it, it man. Wrecked wow. us, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I got to believe, I mean – the way you've set yourself up over the last few years, man, I mean, you've got to feel unstoppable at this point. I mean, yeah, to- we haven't been beat by a stone yet. We've lifted everything we've put our hands on. Phew. So, um, yeah, you it- know what I want to ask you, too? I don't want to forget this. So you're over there. You're in you're in Sweden. You're in Denmark. You're in Scandinavia. What are you eating there mostly? Are, are they more of a, a, a wild fish based diet or is it anything and everything? Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I've I've learned from not only my Icelandic trip, but my Scottish trips also. You know, whereas there is food on every single corner in the United States, and yep. it is yep. everywhere. It is yep. not like that in Europe. Nope. And, and 
when you're out in the countryside and you, you have to go to these stones and there's nothing for a long time. So one thing I've learned to do is stock up on massive amounts of protein bars. Yep. I bought those quest, um, protein cookies. Yep. And I, I must've brought like 30 of them. And, um, you just trying to pack as many calories into yourself and as much protein into yourself as you can because you're trying to recover. But like I said, in these countries, it's just not super accessible to food. There's gas stations kind of just barely here and there. Yeah, yep. Yep. The food was very like breakfast was not very filling a lot of cheese and ham and yep. Uh, just not a lot there. So then that's where I'm pounding these protein cookies as we go. And then, you know, if we found any sort of restaurant, we'd really make sure that we just dug in and ate as much food as possible. Yeah, and absolutely. Yep. It, it's tough. It, it's really tough to, to pack the nutrients in when you're in a country like that. And they're very, very tall, very lean people. Yep. And the reason being is they're not eating the same kind of crap we eat over here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a battle nutrition-wise to, to to really stay recovered over there in those countries. Yeah, because I mean, with what you're doing, uh, you got it. You got to be able to punch some food in there, so you're coming back the next day. I mean, um, there's no way you're going to be allowed. Well, you might be able to pull it off, but man, oh man, the worst thing to do is be hungry all the time, especially when you're out pulling 350 pound stones or more. I mean. Uh, you know, it's a smart move. I did that when we went to Iceland the first time. You know, I had plenty of bars and things of that nature with me, you know. And it's, I will warn everybody, don't put any of that stuff in your carry bag because I put my protein powder in there, too. They took all of it. Yeah, yeah you got to do it in your, your check-in bag. Yeah, you got to put it in, wrap it in a towel, whatever you feel you need to do. But I don't know if a lot of people know that. Do not put that in a carry-on. I was so pissed. They even took my goddamn soap. I was like, what am I going to do with soap on an airplane? You know, no point arguing with them because they'll arrest you right there. You know, so uh, just a word of caution to everybody. All right, so now we made it through another big day. Where do we go from there, brother? Well, so after that, um, stayed the night at a pretty incredible bed and breakfast on a lake, um, and just kind of tried to refuel and, and, uh, rest when you've lifted that many stones in a row, your central nervous system's pretty shot Yep. and whether, you know, your muscles can handle it or not, your, your CNS is really, really taking a beating. Yep. And, uh, so the next one, the next day was, uh, I believe the, uh, Ormashaga stone, which is only about 260 pounds, um, kind of similar to the inverse stone. It's just a little bit smaller as the density, a little more dense, Yep. but is absolute cheese grater of a stone. I mean, we were all bleeding after that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, we went from there to the. Uh, let's see the Norgard stones out of the farm where there's three stones. And again, we didn't know how much they weighed and, uh, they were actually very light uh, yep. with the biggest one being only 230 pounds, but they've been there. It's the, one of the oldest farms in the area in the largest farms in the area. And, uh, it, it, a really great experience. They were, they were tough to find, but, mm-hmm. uh, 
they were light. And it was just one of those where you could just walk it up shoulder and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, there is a pretty legendary stone again, very light. Yep. Um, it, it was in this small town and the history on this stone was you're supposed to lift it to this plinth, but it's actually one that they were lifting on their way to church and they oh, wow. were home from church <laughs> every Sunday for God knows how long, hundreds of years. That's awesome. So, yeah, it is really, really ingrained in their culture. And there's actually in Malmo and in Vimmerby, in both those cities, in this town center, there are giant statues, uh, life-size statues of people lifting stones. I mean, it is that embedded in their culture. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, look. You know, it, it's a little bit different, but it reminds me always that picture of Jack Shanks lifting the Denny's with a shirt and tie on. Obviously, I do believe he probably was coming from church. I mean, think about yeah. today's athlete, all right? How many of them would even have the guts to come from church and go lift the Denny stones or go lift one of the stones you nailed in Sweden or Scandinavia? It wouldn't happen, man, because, oh, I need my gear. I got to have my gear. Well, Maybe so, but I'll tell you what, it's much more impressive to see that in my eyes. Um, I, yeah. that's, you know, that's how I think. All right, go, so I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going on, brother. So, well, that kind of leads us to the big one, the kind of the, the stunner of them all. Yep. Uh, the very last day we were there, um, all extremely beat, and we had found a stone a little bit online. We had kind of a general location and i looked at the guys and said hey you know let's, let's it's only about 20 minutes down the road let's let's go check this thing out and you know see if it's doable and where our biceps are just killing us oh yeah our backs are about shot and i'm like you know i think i got one more left in me let's go see and we roll up and this is sigurd's stone and uh we get there and it's next to a, a monument uh, to this man who was a big, strong man in the area. Yep. And next to it is the Sigurd's lifting stone, which actually is engraved. It says Sigurd's lifting stone and it had moss all over it and it was half buried. And we walk up and Nick looks at me and he goes, Oh man, that's, that's 300 pounds plus easy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. boy, yeah, that's bigger than we thought. Well, then we go to roll it out. And the other half shows itself. And <laughs> we were literally just looking at the tip of the iceberg. It yeah. ended up being a 438-pound stone. Holy God. And Holy this thing God. was just absolute monster. But, you know, you, you don't fly all that way and put in all that hard work for seven, eight months to, yeah. to not lift it. Exactly. And we're like, well, even though it's the last stone, let's give this thing hell. Yeah. And uh, we were both Nick and myself were able to put some put some wind beneath it, and yep. uh, you know, had it been day one, would things have gone different? I don't know, probably, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But hey, you know, just means we got to go back and lift <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, the thing the thing is, Ryan, you're seeing it through. That's the major thing, and you put another notch in your brain where now we get ready again and you and I both know it's only going to get better every time. You know, there's nothing like repetition, man. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you go over and do 
a stone tour of that magnitude, you know, you got to be on, on, on cue every day, no matter what, whether you only lift it three feet off the ground or you end up dumping it right under your chin, rolling it right up the front of you. There's, you know, you're right. You said it, it's the main thing of the whole theme here. You know, I didn't go over here not to lift every stone. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people, well, you know, I missed it. You know, I'll get it next time. Well, there, you know, the way I'm looking at everything right now from my vantage point is the next time I go, there might not be a next time after this. You know, we don't know. Yeah. You know, things come up, family, business, all these things, man. And sometimes you don't get back. Um, you got to make the best of everything you do. And everything starts in be- that six inches between your ears. And then you take it and you light the fire, as we've seen you do for the last two years. All right. So that was the last stone. Um, yeah. You stay. How Did you stay a couple more days or you were on the plane the next day? No, we did. We stayed, uh, I think it was two more days. Uh, we did one more day in Southern Sweden where we went down and saw the, what's the equivalent to the Vikings Stonehenge down in Istad. And it sits right on top of this cliff. Oh, looking over the Baltic sea. Oh, wow. And, uh, wind is just howling coming off the Baltic. Yeah. And actually, this big stone structure actually predates the Vikings. Wow. And uh, But it looks like a giant Viking ship just made like Stonehenge. Let me ask you this. Were you different when you came back than when you went? Always. Every trip. Yeah. No matter what, always. Mark, um, it was his first stone tour. Yep. And we were getting on the plane and he looks at me and he's like, man, he goes, I, I, I feel different. I feel, yep. you know, almost like it wasn't real. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, you know, that's how it feels every time. It really changes it. It changes your point of view on things and, you know, gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. I yeah. Mean, you're, you're in history. You're lifting history with every lift. Yeah. And, and the thing is you got to realize is, it's very important what you three did, mainly this, because yeah. think about this. How many people in a lifetime get to go and live their dreams? Most people say they're going to do something and never carry it out. I mean, you guys literally had to train your ass off for it and get over there and travel. And a lot of times, you know, you're not, you don't always get right away where you want to go. And, you know, you do feel a little bit of heat in the beginning because you want to go over there and you want to be successful. No injuries, no failures. And if you have a, if you bomb a stone, you want to still be able to complete the rest of them. And it's a lot of stuff going on, but you know, you got, that's how you got to think with everything. It's like, you know, you guys were one of the very few that might be the only ones that ever go over there for all we know, you know, who knows, hopefully it'll influence people and they'll want to go over and do it. Um, I just yeah. think that's so commendable, and I think it's so important. I mean, you know, if you want people to follow what you do, you have to set an example, man, and you have to set an example that shows success, that shows you're not afraid to fail, that shows, okay, I got to pick myself up no matter what happens here, and, you know, maybe I'm training alone now to get ready 
or I have somebody yeah. once in a while. But, you know, you and I both know you're shouldering the responsibility of a big, big thing that you got a lot riding on this. This isn't just like, okay, I'm going to go to California and lift stones. Great, it's still important, but you're not going to California. You're leaving your home country, man. Big stuff. Um, okay, so we got the whole stone tour that's done. You're there for a few days. You get back on the plane. Obviously, you feel different. Um, what do you? Just give me a couple memories or thoughts as you're going back home that you know you can almost sit there and just grin the whole way. What, give me a few or even well, one, brother. Um, for me, the one that stands out hands down was Sigurds. I mean, the fact that what we we believe that we are the first people to ever lift it in any form or fashion. Um, it was put there in 1952 uh, to commemorate that that Sigurds, and uh, you know it has the memorial, has his, has a little plaque, has his face, gives a rundown on it, and uh, one of there was a Swedish guy that kind of pulled up in his car that lived in the house kind of next to it. Okay, and I looked at him, and he didn't know very good English. I'm like, yeah, you ever seen anybody lift this stone? He just looks at me and he shakes his head, he's like, no. <laughs> And the fact that, that thing was half buried, covered in oh. thick moss, I mean, I'm pretty sure we were the first to lift it. And had we not showed up there that day, I mean, we're, we're probably yeah, another 50 years mm-hmm. plus from mm-hmm. having that thing completely disappear into the ground. Absolutely. That's a great thing. So, you did a great thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically rediscovered a stone, became the first to lift it. And it is the biggest, gnarliest stone you'd ever see. And, yeah, for me, that that really was the, the, the shining moment of the trip is the Sigurd stone was, was pretty amazing. That is amazing. It's It's got to be, man, I'll tell you, you talk about memories. I mean, you got that photographic mind, and you can just keep going back to that success. And the joy it brings you, man, very few people yeah. have that type of thought pattern even in them. Um where do you think, uh, uh, unless you can't divulge, what are we looking at next year? Next, uh, unless you... um, we're working on well, – Nick's already laid all the groundwork. He's already been. He knows where they're at. He knows yep. the weights on most of them. Uh, we will be hitting the Faroe Islands next. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it's a very, very tiny uh, island chain out there in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, just big Viking stones, but these are the next level. And even though it's a different lift and you're only lifting it halfway up, just trying to break it from the two smaller stones. I mean, when you're looking at a 600 pound stone, Holy cow. I don't care. If, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you have to lift it one inch. Yeah. I mean, that's a 600 pound stone. Okay. So and, let, let, let's, yeah. I, and I don't mean to cut you off. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you've thought about training-wise and all this, but now we're going to increase our, let's just say our weight by 150 pounds, okay? Close to 200. Yeah. And I, I really want to, you know, I hope we can get you on in August um, or late July, early August, because by then I know you are starting to do things. But as far as your training preparation, because we know you still need the weights, and, you know, we know about the deadlift and all that. Are yeah. there going to be different things other than lifting heavier stones you feel you're going to need to work into your weight training program right now? Or is 100%. It too- uh, 
the one thing that stood out to me at the end of the Swedish trip, yep. um, it isn't going to sound crazy, but I, I put in so much time with upper back and lat work yep. and, you know, doing all the variations you can think of with those lifts. Yep. But the one thing that I did not put enough time into that would have helped me even more would be static holds in some sort of a row or a lap pull type motion yep. where you bring it down and then hold it for time. It. Yep. yep. And the reason being is a lot of these stones, you're having to squeeze so hard. There is no range of motion. The no. stone's not moving, no. but you're having to squeeze the hell out of it. Yep. yep. And if you do not have that static holding strength, you're going to fail and your lats are going to give out. Yep. So that was the one thing at the end of the trip that was the most fatigued and I was just beat to death was right through the, the thickness of my lats. Yep. And uh, Faroe Islands is going to be the next level of that because it's a lot of static hold. And uh, I'm going to have to put some serious, serious work in uh, with multiple grips doing a lot. More, I would say 50% static holds. Um. I'll tell you what, the intrigue alone, I mean, now are you planning this trip for next summer, spring, fall? What are you looking at, 2020, obviously? You know, look, looking for some sponsorship. Okay. Uh, the second we have the funds, we're there. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's more just money-based more than anything because yeah. oh, we're ready to go right now. If you said, hey, here's the money, can you go tomorrow, we're there. That's awesome, so, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, – just trying to find the funds to make it happen. Well, I'm sure you will. Um, um, but the thing is, anybody that talks to you, if they can't pick up your confidence and, and take a um, high-end risk on you, they're not too bright. So, um, yeah, well, you. well, you know, hey, look, you're walking the walk, man. I, I, I mean, what, what yeah. else can I say? I mean, that that to me is everything. That You know, when we talk about being authentic, when we talk about people – that you want to shake hands with, even though you can't meet them in person. Um, that's the type of people you want surrounding you or working with you, or you're helping them out and they help you out. There's not, there's not enough of that. It's, there's too much of gimme, gimme. I am, I am, I am. Um, it's great to think of yourself as the best and all that, but you know, let's face it, as I say on the show, there's a lot of people that got great ideas but, you know, they don't believe even, you know, well, you know, I don't know about money and all that. Well, I, I tell people, how do you think you're going to get things done without money? I mean, you've got to have either investment, you got to be able to invest your own money, and you got to have a plan. You can't go to somebody and say, okay, I'd like this. Well, okay, what for? You know, you have to be prepared. You have to be able to speak to people. Um, that's a thing that is much lost in today's world, just being able to make verbal contact, being able to shake hands with somebody and look them in the eyes. It's all very, very important. And to get these things done of like what you want to do, I want to do, and so many other people are doing, you have to do those things. Um, As I said, there's more to just lifting stones and weights to get to where you want to go. If you can discover that within you or work with people, you've got the game licked then, you know, because yeah. 
you know, are you going to be a magnet for people coming in, or are you just going to be somebody that people are like, I, I don't want to do anything with this guy or girl. I mean, you know, I, I don't have any confidence in them, and they, you know, they're aloof about everything. You know, all those things matter. So um, I guess one last question, and we'll wind it up. Mm-hmm. Right now, I mean, obviously, you started from not, you know, Obviously, you're a very established athlete. We know that. We've read it off, and we know that. But out of everything you've done, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's highland or powerlifting, all that, explain to me and the audience, um, what do you think is the main thing, if you can name one thing, with stone lifting that, you know, you're definitely changed. I mean, obviously, yeah. you could go back and do the other things if you wanted, but I don't know if you do or you don't. You can elaborate on that. But what is it about Stones that just took Ryan Stewart and just twisted him, man, and made him now the lifter he is, which is so different from two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago? What do you think this stuff has done to you, if you can even put your thumb on it? Well, you know, it is hard to put your thumb on. I mean, you could become not just – barbell strong but you become brutally strong in just i guess you could just say everyday life things yeah. yep i mean there's nothing i mean you can't help but just to drive down the road in your local town and see a big stone on the side of the road and say, <laughs> get out of the car and i can lift that cold right now yep, yep. whereas yep. you know a couple years back i definitely couldn't say that it would have scared the crap out of me sure but uh sure. Mentally, it changes you. The confidence that it builds, uh, so there'd be huge, huge difference in your confidence. And, um, but yeah, it, it is a kind of a hard thing to explain. But it does change you all around, physically, mentally. It, it turns you into a, a better strength athlete and a better person, I believe. Oh, I, I, I fully agree with that. I think that you become. I think you become, you know, they like to say a superhuman or this, that, and the other thing. I, It's more than that. I believe that what you're doing is when we talk about subconscious rewiring and all that, I believe that you, you, the way you were supposed to be now is starting to come to the top more and more. And I've said yeah. this before, physical culture. That's what I call it. It's none of this other BS. All right. Because it is your mind, body, and spirit. And, this stuff connects. Uh, look, I played all different sports. It was okay. But I never had that connection mentally to me with anything else. And maybe I just didn't pour myself into it enough. But I never liked it the way I love this. I love this stuff. I like that stuff. There's a difference, all right? And yeah, yeah. this is why we push this so hard. Kids, if you find somebody, if you're not sure, I'm telling you, this could be the best thing you ever do in your life. And if you don't want to go to Iceland and lift the Husafell stone, maybe you're going to be the greatest scientist in the world, the greatest entrepreneur in the world, the greatest architect in the world. Maybe you'll have the biggest gym franchise that's for real in the world. But yeah. what I'm saying to you, it always starts it could start in that little one-car garage where I am with everything. It could start in Ryan's establishment. It could start out in the woods for all we know. But I'm telling you right now, and I, I can't 
push this harder is this. Take the opportunity. Because I'm telling you right now, these are opportunities that you don't find a lot. And when you can grasp and get on and get in circles with Ryan, myself, or anybody on M&M, um, you got an opportunity to go places. And it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you so choose to go with these guys one day and lift stones, I tip my hat to you, even though I don't wear a hat. My point is this. Take the opportunity. Be grateful. Yeah. Get the attitude down. And I'm telling you right now, there won't be any more of this indecisive, I got to sit there and text 15 hours a day. It, it, it'll all leave you, man. I'm telling you, because you know what's going to happen to you? Your spirit is finally going to come and take over. And that's what you want to do. Ryan, um, give out any information you want. Summarize anything you want. I will. And uh, I'll give out my info and just hang on the line and we'll get something set up for the next show, brother. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of on the fence about stone lifting. You know, it's exploding right now. There's a yep. lot of people doing it. And, you know, stones are kind of big and scary. And doesn't yeah. matter if it's a 200-pound stone or a 400. Yep. I mean, it's all relative. But, no, get out there, lift them, have fun with it. And I guarantee you'll you'll end up loving it like both me and Eric. So Yeah, yeah. Um, i just say this. We're very lucky. That, you know, I mean, I, and I say it, I don't care. I mean, we're very blessed. I mean, look, Definitely. Uh, how many people can even fathom something like this, let alone putting the grueling things you have to do to get there? You know, this is one thing that we always see, especially in anything that's uh, mainstream. You see the end result. Well, you didn't see the beginning, middle, and almost end of basically where you didn't even know if your arms are going to stay attached to you anymore. Seriously. Um, this is the beauty of all this stuff. This is why anybody that even wants to get stronger for something else, get into the weight room. Get into the weight I bet you Ryan could teach you doing some basic stuff and then putting you on the stones because I've done that with kids that play football. These guys blow these other dudes right out of their shoes, man. It's a whole different style of strength, man. And it's head to toe. See, what good are you if you're sitting on your ass or laying on your back? It all has relevance to a point. But if you're running down a field, if you're blocking, if you're doing anything, carrying a stone, what are you doing, ladies and gents? You're standing up. So why aren't you doing movements where you're standing up and using it? I'll leave it there, brother. Give out everything else you want, and we'll go. Yeah, if uh, looking for me on Instagram, uh, you can just Google my name. I know there's a million Ryan Stewarts out there, but it's under Stew Squatch, as in Stewart and Sasquatch. And uh, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, and feel free to message me if you have any stone questions. All right. Uh, This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to... um, well, if you want us to do a show, Ryan and I, a specific show, you'll go out to Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Also, too, we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a four-star. I think it's a five-star we've gotten. I think that's the max. We appreciate the reviews. We're on Spotify. We are on Google um, Podcasts. We're on all over the place. I can't tell you all the names we are associated with now. If you want to get Eminem in your car 24-7, that's called AHA, which is pronounced AHA. Um, Let me think. Is there anything? No. So if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid 
to give five words of inspiration. Five words will inspire you to do some of the greatest things you could ever think of. Believe me. Number two, um, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. Um, There's a lot of people walking around with their head down, folks. Um, If you can help them out, I would help them out. You'd be amazed at what could transpire off something like that. Um, Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break, if you're going to lift it, bend it, uh, twist it, press it, pull it. Um, if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Also, too, the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red domination, we are domination. We dominate the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, he says to me, it's, it just, when I listen to your shows, there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. I said, well, it's a little bit bigger even than that, my friend. Um, it's more like a tidal wave, and it gets taller and wider all the time. And I couldn't be prouder of that because this stuff is so important, and it needs to really be put out in a way where people can understand it and say, you know what? I'm going after it. And that's the main thing. Go after it. Um, let's see. Frank Klein, my greatest po- college professor, he would say repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor, who's coming up in August, his four-year anniversary. We lost him to cancer. He'd walk every patient in the door. He could have a line going out to the door, and he'd walk everyone in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day. I guarantee you, it will put a smile on your face. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road. Tell a hundred or more of your friends were coming. How about a million? We're not just going to kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. We need you. You need us. Let's work together for the next 30 years. Push these shows out to your friends, your kids. Also, too, don't forget about the Etched in Stone and the Etched in Stone for kids. This stuff is just valuable information. And it can be used for anything. Just think about what Ryan and I were talking about. Just the tenacity of the mind to go through all this and get on that plane and get it done. It's just absolutely incredible, I'm telling you. Les Brown, you'll have greatness in you, but we take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And, you know, that's something that you're not going to see a lot of, but we don't care about that. We build, 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 and we want to send it out, out, out. We want the universe to grab this and just send it to everybody. That's what it's all about. And before I sign off with Ryan, there's a couple things. Don't forget, you need to go out and listen to the show by uh, Stevie Shanks and I did about nine days ago. It's called The Two-Car Deadlifter. It is brutal. And I just put up the brand-new show Paul Gray and I did the other day called Environment Anybody. Um. I'm telling you right now, the the material here is second to none. Oh, there might be bigger shows out there, but you know what? We're that pit bull biting on your ankles, man, and it's coming quicker and faster. And it's just like Ryan with what he did. Same thing here with the show and everything. It's just you just don't give up, man. You always find a way to get better and get it done and eventually succeed. That's the attitude here. It's the attitude with everybody coming in here, too. We don't lay down for anybody, nobody, and you shouldn't either. And don't forget this. 
You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. Keep saying that to yourself. You will see a change. You got to do it at least a minimum of 21 days straight. The minute you wake up and right before you go to bed. And once you get that in your subconscious mind, it will be taken off automatically in your head. So watch what will happen to your life. Hey, Ryan, it's an honor. What a great show, man. What an adventure. And I congratulate you. Big fan. Um, What can I say? I mean, a true leader and a true example. And that is what we need, especially in men these days. So thank you for being on the show, brother. No, thank you, sir. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to coming on again. Well, I do too. So, What's today? Saturday. This show should be up Monday at some point if I can get it up earlier. But I still have um, I got to get Charlie Oliphant show up, but we'll get it done. It'll be up before at some point on Monday. Um, I've got a couple more shows and we got if uh, I know everybody loved the show. We've got um, Carmen Caputo and his son Joe coming on again on Monday afternoon. And we might have Donnie G. Fardino on. And before I sign off. Don't forget about the sale we're running through M&M. Basically, you go out to 8xclub.com, and you can call Donnie, or you can order the club through there. And the great thing is, right now, MM19 will get you $45 off the 8x kit, and... If you're doing the special, because I haven't talked to him, I'm going to call. I'll talk to him this weekend. We did a thing last week or ten days ago where, on the third club, obviously the first two are MM19, and you'll get 45 off. But on the third club, whoever orders it gets 50% off the club. Now, if that's already been done, I'll eat it, and we'll do a fourth club at 50%. Because if you're interested in this stuff and your family wants to get all involved with this stuff, contact Donnie. Um, He'll help you out. He'll call you back. And you can see he's all over YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. So go out to 8xclub.com. And I think that we're wound up. Um, So look, everyone, have a great weekend. Go out and do something big. That's what it's all about. Um, So for Ryan Stewart, this is Eric Fiorello. We will talk to you. We'll have Ryan on again, whether if he can get on next month or the month after, whatever he wants to do to his schedule, um, and look for this show. Um, I'm going to do some show notes, but I'm not giving everything out that we talked about. I want you to come in, and I want you to listen to the show because it's that important. And if this doesn't grip you, I don't know what will. So if you want to go places, here's another show that's going to take you on that road. So for Ryan Stewart, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great weekend, and don't give up, and don't take no for an answer. And when you go out and do something... Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.